Welcome to Jazz Shorts, and more importantly, Sean Walker, welcome to hype season. Because it is the NBA draft, the Jazz have selected three new guys, and they're all going to be awesome. I am so hype right now. So hyped? Um, I, am, I am so hype. <laughs> all right, hit the, mu- hit the music, Sean. I am so hyped right now. All right. Alright, here we go. Hype time for the new jazz picks. His crossover dust just doesn't break ankles. It stops guys from completely moving. His jumper splashes in from everywhere. And he's got great handles, step back, crossovers, a wet jumper, shimmy-like celebrations. You think I'm talking about Steph Curry, don't you, Sean? Are you not? I'm not. I'm talking about Justin Wright Foreman. More, more like... Probably the next Steph. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I like to hear. And then we got a a strong-bodied wing with long arms and athleticism to finish with power. A good spot-up shooter. Uh, Jimmy Butler. uh, uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. No. The other Splash brother. No, this is uh, Mie Oni, the Jazz's own. And then we have, you know the guy that just drains corner three-pointers everywhere? Has long enough arms to grab every rebound, like a PJ Tucker that killed the Jazz last year in the playoffs. I mean, it's at least Joe Ingles, right? Right? Oh gosh, no, gosh, no! Don't insult our new guy, Jarrell Brantley. And end of hype session. End of hype. Welcome to Jazz Shorts, everybody, because this is the best time of the year. New Jazz draft picks. Every team loves everything about them. And honestly, they all have skills. You don't get to this point in your M- your basketball career without being good at basketball. You have to be at least <laughs> like, mildly talented. You, Yeah. To get drafted, you have to be really, really freaking good. Unfortunately, really being really, really freaking good doesn't usually hold up in the NBA. But let's talk about these guys. Um, do they have a chance? That's what we're actually going to talk about. Um, who are they more likely to be? Are they going to be guys that they we can that will stick around, or are they going to be like most every other second round pick and flame out? What are your thoughts? I mean, I wouldn't say every other second round pick. Okay, most. I mean, there there are plenty there of are guys who are drafted for, in the second round. And for they every go Paul Millsap, Draymond Green, Manu, Manu Ginobili, there are dozens upon dozens upon dozens of guys that not just don't make it, don't ever get into a game. Or even sign a contract. So the the odds of these three guys or even one of them sticking around are small. But I think there's a chance here. Why, you may ask? This isn't me just being crazy hype man because, personally, I can't stand this time of year because it is so silly to me. But Ryan the, hates rookies. I d- hey, I didn't say he that. I, not all of them. Most of them. <laughs> Hates all rookies. He even hated hate, Donovan Mitchell. I at the hate all of his ro- career. all the rookies in the entire world. He hated Donovan Mitchell at the beginning <laughs> of his career too. Wow, he didn't even know me then. Donnie, Donnie listens to this podcast, you so he's going to call you out I, the next. Uh, um, Donovan, practice. I did not hate you. In fact, it was the opposite of hate. 
Gordon spurned all of us. <laughs> you were you were a fan back then. So. Yeah, I was a fan back then. Donovan, you were awesome. Um, but yeah, so what? So what we got? Let's start with the first one, which was our guy from Hofstra, Justin, my guy Justin, Justin Red Foreman. This guy is good. Like when it when it comes down to it, you look at him. He is he's a good player. He can like all as crazy as it sounds. You think he can be a scorer in this league? Like, um, the the well, I'm just gonna read some stats here because I'm good at this. Forty two percent from three on two hundred and fifty nine attempts. That's pretty freaking good. Twenty seven point one points. That is second in the nation last year. Mm-hmm. He can score at every level. He's got explosive capabilities. His 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 dribbling moves are awesome. Fifty six percent shooter. Yeah, like I mean, he he's a great offensive player. Now he did that in the CA. Also, also a proud graduate of the high school for construction trades in Queens, New York. So, <laughs> yes. So shout out shout to the high school. For high school of construction. Trades. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, like so this guy he can he can flat out play. Now he's small. He's six foot with shoes on, so he's short. Yep. You're not big. Not big. And he's I think, I think that's kind of the one knock on him. He is long. I think he's got like a six, seven wingspan. So it's like, that should help him defensively, but can he score against NBA guys? That is the big question with this. Cause guys in the CAA versus guys in the NBA, probably two very different things. And you'll sometimes you'll notice that is uh, the kind of the, the similarities between all these guys are all mid-major guys and all mid-major studs though. This wasn't like, Guys like that, conference player of the year stuff. Yeah, like two, Justin Wright Foreman, two-time conference player of the year. Um, Mia Oni, two-time conference player of the year. Like these guys were elite of elites in their leagues. Now their leagues were not considered great, and so you're you're gonna have you're gonna have to be able to see what they can do against guys that are also really really good at basketball because they're kind of the big fish in the little pond at times. So that's the one thing, but. One thing that gets me really excited about Justin Wright Foreman is Summer League. Because this guy fits all the build to just dominate in a in a setting like that. He's probably going to have the ball in his hands a lot because Jazz don't have any first-round picks. They don't have a first-round pick from last year coming back. Yep. So he'll probably, like, here, here, have the ball, go score a lot. And I'm hoping that's what they do because it'll be fun for everyone. It's, it's him and Frankie. Yeah. I don't know. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. But, yeah, Mioni, same thing. Great shooter, good pa- unselfish, good passer. Does a lot of things right. Um, a willing defender, like, like that's kind of, and then if go just continue on with Jarrell Bradley. Uh, I think most importantly, you left out about Mieone. Uh, great locker room guy, great teammate, great, <laughs> just fantastic, like all around dude. So I mean, that's always add great. that to the list. Yeah. That's but, one of those measurables that I know you they, you look at the stat sheet and you immediately yeah. see that because. You're so into college basketball, yeah. But uh, good dude. I mean, yeah, I just. Uh, really but no, like Jarrell Bradley, same kind of thing. It's like all these guys fit so many skill sets that the Jazz need. They can all shoot. They can all handle the ball well. They can all kind of do a little bit of driving, and the so it's you look at it and it looks like the Jazz said, "Look, there we have skill sets we want. We're gonna find guys that can do it, and hopefully one of them hits." Because like this, this isn't just like throwaway picks. The all. But yeah, they had the number 53. They acquired number 50 for a future second and also money, and they bought number 58. So they put in a financial, like, hey, we're, we're going to put a financial commitment into these picks and 
because we believe that we can't one of them might hit throw a lot like good players good skills we'll see if one of them no they're not going to turn into an nba all-star but a rotation player maybe and i think that's kind of what they're shooting for here yeah i mean you're not necessarily looking for a steph curry at, at, at this spot but I mean, no, maybe not, not, not at number fifty. Yeah, probably not. Not a future, probably not, not a two-time MVP. You're probably not looking for hmm. the third Splash Brother necessarily hmm. right here, or fourth, or whatever number we're on. It's, it's KD, the third Splash nah, Brother I now. Who cares? I, I can't keep track of all this stuff. Um, but I think you are you are looking for that guy of essentially. Obviously, he was a much bigger pick. He had he had better hype than this. But but you're looking for a guy kind of more like Dante Exum. You know, somebody who could slot into the rotation at this point. At this point. At this point. What Dante has become. Well, he, da- what Dante has shown. Because yeah, there's I mean, still hope for Dante out there. I mean, obviously, you know, Dante riddled with injuries. We don't have to sure. get into yeah, all yeah, of no. that. But he's become, more or less, for lack of a better term, a rotation guy. Yeah. He's, he's a guy that the Jazz don't build around, but they can use him as one of those build-around guys. So are one of these three mid-major guards that they drafted in the second round, one of those build-around guards. One of those guards to be, no, one of those guards that can be on the build-around list. Got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm messing up my grammar yeah. in here, but you know what I'm saying. Well, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, and I, I think it's like, if you go about what Justin Zanuck said about this draft, it's like, the, he, it's like, look, we have a chance to add skill, athleticism, high character, high motor, size for the position. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Like, and then we got a special scoring threat in Justin Wright Foreman. Yeah, we're gonna we're might as well try and pull the trigger on one of these guys. And I know this draft. I mean, what did what did the Jazz go into the draft? Well, go into this entire offseason, really. What did they go in needing? It was kind of the basis of the Mike Conley trade in a lot of ways too. Yeah, you um, needed ball handling, you needed shooting. They needed, you needed yeah, a playmaker. They needed somebody to run the offense, and they need another shooter to help space the floor with guys from guys like Donovan. Yeah, and so, like, honestly, it looks like they took all those skills, that, that the, all the things that they needed, found three guys that kind of met them in college and said maybe one of them, maybe two. Heck, if all three of them hit, awesome. But I think that's why you saw them going in and buying draft picks last night is because it was like, look – the odds of one of these hitting are pretty slim, but if you give us three, maybe we can find a rotation piece. And and with their current contract, how it's set up after the Mike Conley trade, they're they need to find if everything stays the same with their with their roster. Which I've heard conflicting things from different people about what their desires with there, but but all in all, if it stays the same, they are gonna they have to find three more players. And they don't have any money to do it. So you're looking at minimum salaries. You're looking at a 4.8 million MLE, and second round pick will sure as help. If you can sign one of them on to fit that league minimum, then heck yeah, they're probably going to do that. But honestly, I actually really like these picks for those reasons. It's like your their upside probably isn't amazing, but they have skills that can translate into the NBA. Not saying they will, but. They've given themselves a chance to hit on one of these. And, hey, that would be a heck of a draft if you can find a second-round pick in the 50-plus to hit. And, honestly, I know this draft has been just destroyed and everyone's like, yeah, it's top-heavy and it's super... I never felt it, it was top-heavy, sure. I just felt like it also fell off a cliff, I think. 
you had like two to three guys that everyone really liked, one especially, two especially, and three people were lukewarm on. But and then it kind of just dropped. By three, you're talking about DeAndre Hunter. Sure, yeah, of course. And and it just kind of dropped, and then it was just kind of based off preference from out there on out. And that's why you had guys like Cameron Johnson, who was projected as a late second, late first rounder, possibly falling into the second, going at number eleven. Like, like you had, and so it was just based off preference. And that talent level, I think, actually continued all the way throughout the second round. And so, really, it it, it was a deep draft. It just wasn't it, the slope wasn't steady it was you you fell off a cliff and then you kind of were just like late first rounders throughout and so i do think the jazz did well last night and then we'll see if one of these hits and then they'll look real smart but we've been talking about this mike conley guy sean who's that yeah who who the jazz apparently traded for mike conley yeah allegedly 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 well i I confirmed it but (laughs) jazz have traded for mike conley yeah so we can't still can't announce the deal yes not yet still can't talk about that deal they cannot but they just still don't understand my favorite i still don't understand the business of the nba where well they have like business years it's it's no it's stupid like i i ranted about this last time because i think it's dumb but your your business year needs to match up with your draft guys i'm just gonna i'm just gonna leave it at that business year should match the draft should be after free agency (laughs) like draft based off the team you have not the team you want like um and so no but the, my favorite thing last night, Justin Zanuck actually, I think, broke some rules. <laughs> First off, because these oh trades God. were not officially announced. Well. And he's just like, yep, we've got Justin Wright Foreman. Like, mm, that's not official yet. We, got <laughs> we just got Mione. Like, not official, Justin, but please talk about them. That's what we want. But also my favorite, they tweeted out number 23. Hey, we picked, I don't even remember who they picked, Darius something. Yeah, Darius Baisley. Yeah. It's like, hey, we, coincidentally, probably should have played the last year with the Salt Lake City Yeah, Star. crazy. It's actually, yeah, Eric Weird. Woodyard, who did a story, Deseret News, yeah. big fan, um, did actually a story on him. He was like, man, I wish this was real. I would just go home right now and just re-repair my story. <laughs> but Shout out to Woodyard. But, uh, Love this, you, Eric. But, he listens to us. So right? afterwards, like, so they, they tweeted out number 23A, this is who we picked. Because, like, I think league rules say they have to, I guess. I don't know. I, I think they should have just said nothing. But, like, Justin Zanuck says absolutely nothing about number 23. <laughs> like, it's just, it's dumb. It's like, well, it's, it, yeah, it's, as you said, it's just stupid. It makes no sense. But, anyway. My, my favorite was uh, one of the teams involved in, I can't even remember which trade it was because there were so many. There were, like, first 15 first-round yeah. trades. But, but one of the teams in that trade, when it came time for their quote-unquote pick, and I'm doing air quotes right now on an audio medium. Great radio. Um, rather, than, rather than just, like, tweet the fancy graphic with the motion graphic of the guy and the new draft pick and the highlights and welcome to the city, whatever, they simply tweeted uh, three zipper shut emojis. All silence. <laughs> like everybody knows where you're going, it, it, man. Yeah, like, like it's fine. It's just like it's uncomfortable. It, I like I, I. It's just dumb. I don't know what we need to fix this, especially with the day and age that first round picks are just getting traded like left and right these days. So let's figure it out and make it so it's not weird and confusing. Like Phoenix, Phoenix Suns didn't even comment last night. Their executives just didn't say anything. 
Probably not a bad idea. But like, especially if Justin's like that is that's a disservice to like this is me going on reporter rant, but it's not. It's a disservice to fans. It's like the fans want to hear from you. You've made the moves. Like you're not going to talk till July sixth. Like it's just it's stupid. But anyway, you know what's not stupid though? Mike Conley coming to Utah. Mike Conley is definitely not a stupid player. No, he this number twenty three. The Jazz picked Mike Conley in my mind, and good night. Mm-hmm. They that's a great pick. They the best pick of the draft, and I'm counting Zion Williamson on that. Mm. So I mean, he's no John Morant. <laughs> We'll talk about him later. Um, no, so, yeah, Mike Conley coming. Big bunch of articles from National Press, The Ringer, ESPN, claiming the Jazz are now contenders with Mike Conley. Western Conference contenders. I think if you're a Western Conference contender, you are a contender. The reigning champs are currently in the Sure. Eastern. I'm just saying. And I don't... Oh, Canada. I'm just going to oh, say... Canada. Anyway, are the Jazz contenders now? I, for one, embrace our Canadian overlords. <laughs> are the Jazz contenders, Sean? What's your what, f- hot take? I mean, I think they are. When you, when you make a trade, I mean, GMing 101 is you, you want to make a trade or a transaction of any kind believing that you get better. I mean, the only reason to give up an asset is by receiving one that you think makes you better. Um, and so in the most barest, basic, um, like, nitty, down to the nitty-gritty momentum of this trade, yeah, I think the Jazz got better by trading for Mike Conley. I mean, 21.6.4 assists per game. He's, he's the kind of guy who can both run an offense, um, get his shooters in and out of their sets, and all of that. Oh, and by the way, he... Uh, he also averages like upper 30s, low, low 40s from three point range, right? I think he was like 39 last year, but that actually dropped. Yeah, it's easier to say on 37, I think, for his career. Yeah. But, but, that, but that actually but, dropped a little bit. But regardless, 37, yeah. great. I mean, so he's right around 40% three point shooter. Um, he's, I mean, he just he makes his team better. And that's not a knock. I, that's not a knock on, we, we spent most of last week's pod. Um, talking about Ricky Rubio and, and and I don't I don't think that's a knock on anything that Ricky was or wasn't doing necessarily with the Jazz. It's just Conley fits this system a little bit more. He brings a little more to the table. Ricky wasn't bad. Um Mike Conley is really really good. I mean, real good. Yeah. I am a I've been a huge Mike Conley fan for a really long time. He is one of my straight up favorite point guards in the league. Um, I think he's probably the best floor general, um, especially now that Chris Paul is kind of on the decline. He know he runs a team. He's a great locker room guy. Like the city loves him. I've received like fifteen emails from Memphis fans just being like, "You're gonna love this guy. He's the greatest ever. Like we're gonna miss him with everything." And it's like. That's who you're getting, is you're getting a guy that, one, will embrace your city, mm-hmm. already kind of has. Mm-hmm. Look at his Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. He, he loves the city of loves Utah. Loves the city of Utah. Loves and, the city of Utah. And he, he can take a joke, which is great. <laughs> and so, but, the, I, and I, like, looking at it, does he make the Jazz better? I think 100% he does. I think they've reached a new tier. Now, if this was the beginning of last year, or even at the trade deadline this season... 
I don't think the Jazz are quote unquote a contender for the title. Looking at next year, heck yeah. Like, this is such a wide open race. The Warriors are not going to be the Warriors next year. Even if they sign Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson back, they aren't going to come back until after the season. So. Well, Katie will. I'm pretty sure Clay's, Clay, Clay's probably going to miss the start of it, but sure, he but should he, be back sometime. But even if Katie. Like, so the Warriors aren't the Warriors. ACLs, they, they heal quickly these days, they heal yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, but so they're not going to – Warriors aren't the Warriors. They're not going to be the favorites. The Lakers are now the Vegas favorites because they just got Anthony Davis and no one else. Um, and so this is – And the best player in the league. And Kyle Kuzma, I know. I know. That's you, right. You love Kyle Kuzma for some odd reason. Um, <laughs> oh, and some guy named LeBron as well. Yeah. And so you have a wide-open race. And I look at what the Jazz have done. They're, I, I know this hurts their depth. It really, really – this mm-hmm. trade hurt their depth. That that is a sacrifice. But who like in the end, the the championship teams outside of your reigning champs, which is an anomaly at this point. It's not the norm. They're guys that are top heavy, and kind of fill in the gaps. Like you look at the Heat teams, the Spurs were pretty top heavy. Even the Warriors, it's like you saw how top heavy they were. Katie and Clay Thompson go down. It's like. Still made it to the conference finals with Jonas Jerebko as their sixth man. Yeah, and so it's like we oh, – well, he was not their sixth man. Well, he was out of the rotation in the sure. playoffs. But, but regard, like, like, yeah, you're, you're hoping – Still love you, in, Jonas. But, like, in the finals, game six, it was Steph Curry, and maybe we'll get some offense out of Draymond Green, and hopefully someone else can make a shot. And that and that's really what what happens. And so – I think what, when you're worried about your 8th, ninth, and 10th guy, it means you probably have reached a point of, hey, we're pretty dang good because we have a lot of good players that have demanded money <laughs> that we kind of need to pay. Um, and so, yeah, Mike Conley's contract is huge. I don't think it's going to be a detriment to this team at all because it lines up perfectly with extensions with Donovan, and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I think the Jazz saw what Toronto did last year. Toronto – Thought they had a team that maybe can contend with one more p- big piece. Bam. Go out go out and acquired that, and they're the champs. I think the Jazz kind of see this move as something similar. It's like, we've got a window. It's it, Who knows how big this window is, but it is definitely next year. We have a window where we can sneak contention in. And I would say this is the coming into next season, I think this is the be- team the, with the best Jazz, te- this is the best Utah Jazz team with the best chance of winning a title since 1998, 99. Like, we're talking 20 years, and we the Jazz, I think, can finally say, hey, we, we can go win this thing. And that's pretty dang exciting. I mean, I think there was a moment or two during the D-Will and the Booze era sure. that, that was kind of about at this level where it was like, yeah, they can make a nice run to the – conference finals See, maybe, I th- maybe catch a I break agree, or two. I agree with that but there's the difference is I don't think this team with Conley and maybe I'm kind of assuming Donovan Mitchell continues what he was in the second half of last season if with this team I don't think they quote unquote need to catch a break or get good matchups because that Jazz team sure. you're referring to that Darren Williams Carlos Boozer Mebido Core, I still think that if they never see the Lakers they go to the finals every season. 
but they always had to eventually they're getting to the Lakers and that was just such a bad matchup for them that it didn't matter the Lakers are going to win it this team I don't see that terrible matchup I think with Conley on this team the Rockets series looks a heck of a lot different And without the Warriors being the I mean, juggernaut that it has been, a full strength Warrior side, obviously that's obvious. Really but it's and that's why I say this season, yeah, sure. is a perfect opportunity for the Jazz to go and sneak a title. I guess it would be the, like catch it at the right time. And a lot of winning a championship is luck. And maybe they they've set themselves up to get lucky in the playoffs to go win it. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, at the very least, we're talking about a team that is, is this the best jazz team in 20 years? At the very least, is the best jazz this team, is the best jazz year, team in 10, 10 or 12 years? Yeah, like, like, like this is fun. It should be like, this should get the fan base excited. And I think because Conley is 32, well, he will be 32 once the season really gets going. I think it's October his birthday is. Um, Hold on, I'll Google this. The, you know, fact, no fact check, uh, no fact check Friday, Sean. Come on, no fact check Friday, October eleventh. Uh, so yeah, so once the season starts, he'll be thirty-two. So he's old, but his game should age well. He doesn't use like he's not a Donovan Mitchell. He doesn't play above the rim. Um, so his game should age fairly well. He doesn't have an all-star, all-NBA team name to his name, and so I think a lot of people are looking at that and be like, "Well, he's not that good." It's like, guys. <laughs> He's like, Mike Conley does everything. He is so, so good. And he's played in Memphis his whole career, and so no one really notices him. And what, what, you know, he'll play in Utah probably for the remainder of his career. No one will notice him here unless they win a title. So I think it, the Jazz have the capability of doing something pretty special, and this might just be reactionary thoughts and whatever, but I just feel like everything fits. And that's why I well, don't... Con- well, Conley, Conley fits the Jazz... The Jazz fit Conley, and and this is a very this is like the antithesis of what Dennis Lindsay has been saying about the Jazz for the past two, three, four, even five seasons. Where you know we've heard so much about the rebuild, about gaining experience, about getting better. Um, eventually, that experience, and I, I, Donovan even said this a couple times last year. Eventually, that experience, like the rubber has to hit the road, and you got to go. Are we or are we not? Yeah. The Jazz realized that they were not, so they went out and they made a change, and now they feel like they are, or at least as soon as they sign three more players to become roster compliant. Um, but that's going back to our earlier yeah. conversation. They are in win-now mode. Yeah. Whatever happens down the road, they'll take it down the road. Will this team have to break up in a couple of years? Quite possibly. Sure, I mean, maybe. It's entirely possible. But that's also what great teams do is they force hard decisions down the road. They realize they have something special right now with Rudy Gobert, um, who's going to win like his 17th Defensive Player of the Year award this summer. They realize they have something special right now with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they, they realize even Joe, somebody like Joe Ingles to an extent is kind of a little bit of a, of a unique character like that. And so why not try to combine all of these special pieces with that one missing piece, that one awkward Kawhi laugh, and see if you can make a run? Should be fun. And that's why Summer League this year isn't all that exciting in these parts. Like, I heard a lot, like a lot of talk oh, last I disagree. Th- oh, I know. Well, we'll give, we'll give you your, uh, first my podium and then yours. This is your podcast, right? Um, okay. You can, you so, can take the podium right out from under me. I was... 
all right, the Jazz traded their first round pick. Twenty three. I wasn't going to be all that excited for whatever comes to Salt Lake, but there was supposed to be somebody coming. Memphis was on their way. Sean, who did Memphis just select in the first round? Could you could you please tell me? Um, the racing racer himself. John Morant. John Morant. Murray State. Speaking of hype trade. So we're all like, we're in the, I'm like, okay, that'll be really cool. John yeah, Morant come to Salt coming to Salt Lake. Like immediately after this draft, he's like, yeah, it's reported. Yeah, it confirms he's not going to play Summer League. Why? I don't, like, are we really going to give like these kids doesn't like. Want, doesn't want to get injured. No, we're not playing Summer League now. Like, like, dude. He just doesn't want to get hurt. Like, okay, this is so dumb. You're 19 years old. This is everyone does this. This is not a new thing. I don't even know why. I don't know the reason. He might be like a little dinged up from pre-draft stuff. I don't care. A little? I don't. Is he really hurt? He had knee surgery June 3rd. Okay, makes sense. Still pisses me off. I mean, it was it was like a minor tear. Like it was one of those like six week recoveries. So like technically he could. I'm just it's just a little frustrating. So, yeah, guys, uh, I'm going to be very interested to see how the Jazz sell this summer league. Because, <laughs> like, if you think back to, like, the Donovan Mitchell summer league, you had Donovan Mitchell doing Donovan Mitchell things from the get-go. You had Dante Exum. You had Jason Tatum there. It's like, these were studs coming Great in. Great names to sell. And it's like, now it's like, well, yep, guess what? You guys want to see Justin Wright Foreman? He's pretty cool, which he is. He is cool, and I he's, think he'll be awesome. He's really but, good. He's really good. But, yeah, so I am irrationally upset about this. You are a little upset about this. I am a little upset about this, mainly because it gave me hope that we were going to have some excitement. But, yeah. But, um, Sean, you are irrationally excited about something about Summer League. I'm Here always, you go. I mean, go I'm, for it. Go. You've been wanting no, to talk no, about no, this I don't need, for, like, I don't need, all day. I don't day. need a soapbox because I am – Quite frankly, I mean, I'm always irrationally excited about the summer league. So, like, I told, I, I understand where people like you come from. For me, summer league is, um, quite frankly, it's a fitting end to a great college basketball career. That's what that's what the NBA summer league is. You know, <laughs> and I know a lot of you NBA guys say, "Oh, well, it's where you see, you know, the future stars of tomorrow." That's what you're billing it as. Is, you know, you're you're seeing somebody as they develop into greatness or, or whatever other PR spiel we can have. I see it as a funeral. But, well, not really a funeral. More like a memorial service. It's a memorial service for a great college career. That's why I was so excited for Ja Morant coming to Salt Lake City. Because, I mean, Ja was, like, Ja Morant was spectacular at Murray. He was must-see TV. He was Anytime you saw this mid-major team playing on any sort of cable network package that you might have, whether it's ESPN or CBS Sports or Fox Sports West, whatever it was, um, he was appointment viewing because he was just that good. He was that spectacular. That's what I wanted to see in Salt Lake. However, there is another guy that I think can fit the bill in the NBA Summer League. Um, and I think you should be pretty excited. What is that, a Prius? 
<laughs> you should be excited. The Ferrari, the Ferrari is coming to Salt baby. I don't think that's gonna sound as cool as it does in your mind. <laughs> the Ferrari is coming to Salt Lake. Bring yeah. in the Ferrari. And of course, by the Ferrari, I'm talking about USF's own Frankie Ferrari, sharpshooter extraordinaire uh, for the San Francisco Dons, West Coast Conference legend, two-time All-WCC Player of the Year, um, thousand-point club in college, one of, I think, only like five or six guys to finish with a thousand points and 400 assists in USF history. Um, yeah, Frankie Ferrari has me excited for the Salt Lake City Summer League. Yep, there you go, everyone. Frankie Ferrari. I'd buy that jersey, though. Ferrari? Ferrari? That just sounds know, cool. Right? He's another guy who's not very big. He's listed at six feet. He's six feet, like I'm 5'10". Um, but, you know, <laughs> he's exciting. He can shoot the ball. He can run an offense. Um, he's just, he's really, He's really got a cool fun. name. And he's got a great name. That's, and when it comes to summer league, it's kind of what you're rooting for, especially got, with no first round picks. Yeah, no, he's got he's got a great name, uh, and a cool story, really cool story. But yeah, um, we will uh, probably talk a lot more about summer league coming up. Salt Lake basketball in July is always fun, so of course we're all gonna be excited for it. Okay, I gave I gave you one person that I'm excited about. Are you excited for anybody? I am excited for Justin Wright Foreman. I think he is going to be a absolute summer league star. Anyone else? Probably not. But he, if the Jazz decide, hey, let's just let this guy score thirty a night, I am all the way in on that. I love me some crossover. Go- like him, he he was in this three on three tournament that I actually got way into when I was covering Southern Utah because they always had guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> They just do it by conference. They do it like around the Final Four. I think it might actually be in Final Four cities. Frankie Ferrari was in that three on three. There you go. Um, yeah. So yeah. Justin Wright Foreman was in this thing last year. His stats were unreal. He shot like seventy percent from three, and it's like hmm, mm-hmm. crossing over, dunking on fools, like open space fit him well. You know what's a little more open than the college game? The NBA game. So I'm expecting a little bit there for my boy Justin Wright Foreman. Excited to meet them all. Um, the Jazz will probably hold an pr- uh, introductory press conference next week, so we'll have a bunch of stories on that. Um, head to KSL.com to read our summer some summer league news. Um, why this is my story today about why these second rounders are a little bit more important than in years past, and all the How other about the Jazz, jazz and the Salt Lake City Stars. Mm-hmm. and yeah but I'm Ryan Miller for Sean Walker thanks for tuning in everyone we'll see you next time see you in Salt Lake Frankie